You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Hi, Brian. So great to see you. And thanks for making time uh, to talk with me today. And um, when we start off, just let me know a little bit more about you and and what type of work you specialize in and what we can get to know about you. Yeah. So I'm Brian Stalkop. I am the founder of Sherpa Wealth Strategies here in Bend. We're a financial planning and investment advisory firm. Um, we have uh, we kind of specialize in individual financial planning and then also exit planning for business owners. Mm-hmm. So I'm both a certified financial planner and a certified exit planning advisor. Wonderful. What has led you into any sort of family planning or focus on family planning or family law specifically as it relates to financial planning and business valuation and exit strategy? Yeah, I think the, you know, uh, knock on wood, we haven't had a a lot of clients get divorced, but when they do, you know, and there's a division of assets, and if they are small business owners, that um, could possibly be the largest marital asset is the, the small business. So how often do you see married couples owning small businesses in your practice? I know it happens a lot, but in your practice and that intersection of marital assets with small businesses, I think that's a really interesting topic. Yeah, we like to work with entrepreneurs, so we see it quite often. Um, And there's kind of a mix. So sometimes it's a business that's primarily driven by one partner. So one partner is a physician or an accountant or an attorney, or I own my financial planning practice, and I'm the primary driver and energy behind that. And then sometimes we have couples where they are full partners in the business. They're both active in the business. Uh, They both play a role in the business. And so, you know, they're kind of two different animals. Yeah. And so in hindsight, what would you advise? couples that have joint marital assets and a business, what would you advise them whether they're starting to plan this journey or they're looking at a potential divorce? Like what, how would you help them navigate? What are some key takeaways? Yeah, I think, well, first of all, any business owner should make it a practice to value their business at least annually Mm -hmm. because it's potentially their biggest asset. And like I get my business valued every year. And what's most important about that is that it benchmarks me against other similar businesses. And it gives me the areas that add to the value of my business and Mm -hmm. also some things that might detract from the value of my business. So I use it as a management tool Mm -hmm. to help improve the profitability and value of my business. Now, for folks who are getting a divorce, and they're trying to figure out how to split up the marital assets, one of the biggest questions is, what's it worth? Mm -hmm. Um, And we often see, you know, the person 
who is going to retain the business, if that's in fact the case, is really trying to minimize the value because mm-hmm. they don't want to give up as much. The person who might be stepping away from the business is going to want to maximize its value on paper so they get a bigger settlement. Uh, one of the concerns is you don't, you don't really want to kill the goose that laid the golden egg. If we're going to count on that business to continue to provide income for either the retaining spouse or maybe child support or spousal support, for the other person, you know, if there's a two owners of a burden on the remaining business owner, they're not able to continue to fulfill their financial obligations. So it's kind of a dance. So really, I hear continue to evaluate your business along the way. And and if someone hasn't done that, or have you had cases or instances where you have a divorcing couple, they're coming to you and they have joint ownership in that business, can you do that? Um, ancillary to the process or ad hoc? Yeah. So it's interesting because we do, I actually outsource that piece. Okay. So there's a real expertise in valuing a business. There's so many different methods and there are people who specialize in that. So, you know, my job is to help guide people through the process and then I'll point them to an appropriate resource to get the business valued. Um, Sometimes it's very simple and, you know, a simple valuation could be Mm $1,500. I'd say the average business valuation runs between five and 15,000. So kind of the bigger, more complex the business, the more it costs to get a valuation. But, and you have to find the right person who specializes in your type of business. For example, I work with somebody whose niche is valuing auto dealerships. Mm So Jesus, she is the go-to person in the country for that, mm-hmm. you know, but I might not ask her to value a dental practice. Definitely. And so how does your how does your practice tie into that? So once you you do the initial intake and consult and look at kind of all of the parts, right, of the financial portfolio, and then you send it out for uh valuation and then you fold it back in. Um Yeah. So somebody is going to want to, usually there's somebody, probably both parties are going to want to know, am I going to be okay? Yeah. This is all over. So am I going to be okay with the remaining business operation? Am I going to be okay with the proceeds from the business or Mm -hmm. the cash out from the business? And so, you know, the business valuation is just, it's an important piece in an overall financial plan. And it's somewhat, you you know, two people who are W-2 employees don't have to worry about that. Um, But if you own a business, um, you know, you want to make sure that you understand what it's worth. Um, And honestly, if both people are working in the business and they're not going to continue to work in the business, you know, is there an impact on the value of the business from that? 100%. And this all, of course, impacts the ability to obtain financing right either to refinance a home or to purchase a new one right because this is this is all self-employment income right and the and and the numbers need to line up and and be qualified um for income yeah and those are two different things really so yes if you're refinancing a home now we're talking about you know recurring and repeatable cash flows if you're dividing assets now we're looking at what's the valuation yes 100%. And do you see often where people are trying to make a decision between the home and the business? 
Yes. I mean, it's pretty easy to get a, a you know, a comparable valuation on a home. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, any re- realtor in town will pull up their computer and provide you comps within, you know, 15 right. minutes. Right. Um, it's a lot harder on a business. Mm-hmm. And so there could be, because they're all so unique, mm-hmm. uh, there's really three different ways you can value a business. One is sort of an asset valuation. Okay. So if you have businesses that are asset heavy, like manufacturing or real estate, where the, the actual value of the asset is where, I guess, where the value is, you know, that's an asset-based valuation. Um, not that hard to do. Um, you can look at an income approach. So it's like, what's the present value of future cash flows? That's a whole different approach. And then there's a market approach, which is what have comparable businesses sold for. That's kind of like what a realtor does. And you can do that with some businesses. For example, if somebody owns a fast food franchise, you can compare one McDonald's to another, one Subway to another. Or there's a um, kind of a built-in recurring revenue model. You can compare one dental practice to another. Mm -hmm. But once you start getting into specialty businesses where it's really hard to compare apples to apples, then that market-based approach doesn't work. Now we're probably looking at either assets or income approach. So that's why you have to work with an expert who really understands what type of valuation you need and what's appropriate for your situation. And how long do these take? Um, It's on the business, I'm sure, in the the books. Yeah, so like anything else, it's just like a financial plan. It's like if I have all the data, I can turn it around pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, once we get all the data, we can usually turn a business valuation around in a week or two. Mm -hmm. But it's really gathering all those financials, understanding the business, understanding the risks. You know, that usually um, when I work with business valuation experts, there's usually about a two-hour interview with the client. So we're just trying to understand the business. And then we want to gather all the financials. Um, and so some people are really great and have those right at hand and they can pull it right up. And other people, um, let's say, are less organized about the way they run right. their business. Right. And so that's really hard. And frankly, those businesses are less valuable because it's just right. hard to document. We call those back of the napkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have a shoe. They're running out of a shoe box or their checkbook. Yeah. Or, yeah. Do you have <laughs> any stories that come to mind where where you've had divorcing um, spouses that have uh, owned businesses and any anecdotal stories that you may want to share that come to mind? Um, not so much. Again, like I said, I don't have a lot of people divorce. I mean, it's more likely that business partners would split up. Yeah. And are trying to figure out how to, you know, value the business and make sure that everybody's taken care of yeah. appropriately. Um, is there <laughs> anything else that you want to share? Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is we really like to help people mm-hmm. achieve their goals, mm-hmm. you know, whether they're married, divorced, in business, out of business. Sure. You know, this is what what we get excited about is helping people over time achieve their goals. We've been doing it for 22 years. Mm-hmm. So we've seen little kids, you know, grow up and go to graduate school. We've seen people yeah. get retired, help people relocate. So, you know, that's what's exciting for us. Amazing. Well, how can people find more about, about you and your practice? Yeah. So you can go to our website, which is uh, www.sherpa.com. 
wealthstrategies.com. So sure, mm-hmm. like the mountain climber. Yeah. And uh, that's probably the easiest place to learn about us and, um, you know, or pick up the phone and give us a call. Uh, 541-633-7728. And you work with clients in Central Oregon predominantly, correct? Or all over? Well, we have clients in 24 states. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's about 75% of our client assets are based in Oregon mm-hmm. and about 25% are out of state. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you so much for taking time today. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.